hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Do you ever get tired not getting to where you want in life? You have all sorts of hopes and dreams. You want to do great things in life, but it seems, especially from a financial aspect, that you're just not getting there. How do you make it happen for yourself? Because it sure as hell ain't a fairy godmother or knight in shining armor like Disney would have us believe from the age of two. We'll talk about the key to this in today's show. You're listening to Queer Money episode 221, and today we're tackling the idea of a setting attainable goals. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. The better way than the snowball or avalanche method for paying off your credit card debt by getting your free Debt Lasso calculator at DebtLasso.com. Now, on with the show. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Money, Hopes and Dreams. We all have them, we all want them to happen, and we know that they won't just happen. We have to do something, right? As I said in the outset, no knight in shining armor, no fairy godmother, no prince or princess is going to swoop in and save us. <laughs> we are our own prince or princess or queen. <laughs> you're my prince <laughs> or king. Right. <laughs> so if we want our lives to improve, if we want, especially when it comes to our finances, if we want our financial lives to improve, we have to be moving in that direction. And the only way to really kind of move in that direction is to put a stick out there and work towards it. That, that's why there's, I'm going to use a sports analogy here. That's why there's flagpoles in golf, right? You need to have something to aim for. And so that's why we need goals. But why attainable goals? Why does that matter? The idea behind attainable goals is that we have to take steps. And the easier the step is, the more we can take, right? We get to create a path that leads us to where we want to go. And when we take one step, just like a child, when you take one step, then you stumble. But then you get up and you take another step and then another. So you went from one step to two steps, right? And the more you take, the more steps you take, the more you build your confidence and your abilities. The more you can walk and then run and get there faster. You know, really, this all is around this idea of building a pattern or a path of success. Robert Collier says success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out, right? The more we do something that is successful, the more likely it is that we're going to continue to have success. And it's funny because a lot of people talk about this whole idea of a Midas touch or some people just have the gift. And what they really have is they have the gift of having built up repeatable, repeatable steps of success. And they learn how to turn that success into other areas of success in their life. 
So how do we set and achieve these kinds of attainable goals? So we've got seven tips here on how you can create and set these attainable goals that will put you on the path to success. A lot of these are ones that we've implemented in our own life. So let's start with step number one. And actually, the first five steps are all grouped under this idea of that our goals should be SMART. And SMART is an acronym that is used here to define these five steps. And we'll, we'll walk through these. But when you set a SMART goal, it's more likely to be attainable. So step number one. So step number one is to be specific. Now with the SMART goals, what we're really doing is incorporating a strategy that a lot of corporations and self-help gurus implement to make sure that you can decide what your goals are and figure out ways to actually achieve them, which is what we're talking about here, achieving attainable goals. So the first step there is to make sure that your goals are specific. Simply saying that you want to spend less money than you normally do on unimportant things isn't really specific. It's pretty broad. Saying that you want to have enough money to retire isn't really specific. It's very broad. And then to what David's point was saying was earlier was that when things are too broad, they seem unattainable. Yes, having a million dollars for retirement seems a little bit far-fetched for most people. But if we're able to take little steps to achieve that, it makes it much easier to achieve. It seems much more attainable. So the first one is to be specific. For example, rather than saying to spend less than you normally do, so you have more money to save, how about saying you want to spend only 90% of your take-home pay toward a specific goal? This requires you to know what and create the how. You have to have a plan. So when you are able to put those measurements around it, then it's more quantifiable, then you can figure out exactly what do I need to do to make sure that happens? Where do I need to dial back my spending? Where do I need to increase my income? What don't I need to spend my money on anymore to make sure that I achieve the goal that I've specified? Right. It, it is important, specific. I mean, we hear people say this over and over again. I want to lose weight. I want to make more money. I want this. I want this. I want this. But when you hear somebody say, I want to lose 10 pounds, you know that they are going to focus on those 10 pounds. They have something to focus on. And that's really what being specific is. It's focusing. Yeah, we hear from people all the time who simply say they want to be happy. But then when you ask them to, fi to find what happiness is to them, that's when they get flummoxed. They don't know what would it take to make me happy. And very often we look to extraneous or external sources to tell us what would make us happy when that may not necessarily be what makes us happy. So we've got to get specific about what it is that we want and be very specific about what exactly that looks like. So just saying I want to spend less money or I want to save more money is too elusive. We need to be specific. I want to save more than 10%. Of, I want to save 10% of my income. I want to spend 10% less or something, whatever works for you in your situation to achieve your goal. Right. And the important part about being specific is that it allows for step number two, and that's to measure something. When you measure something, you can track your progress. It allows you to know how you're doing. 
So don't just say, I want to improve my credit score. Say, I want to improve my credit score by 30 points in three months. Now, that's just an example, but be specific, but then specific about it so that it can be measured. Because if you have that goal in mind of increasing your credit score by 30 points in three months, you know that there's a way for you to check to see, did I improve my credit score? Did I improve it this month, next month, the month after that? And then what is nice about the measurement, just like when you want to measure distance or volume or weight, you have a ruler. You have some way of doing that, right? And then you know what tools you can use to not only measure, but also to help you get there. So if you're trying to improve your credit score, using things like Experian Booster, Credit Karma, those tools will help you track. And then you could use our free credit score course to help you implement the steps that you could take to then improve your credit score. Step number three is attainable. Now, I said earlier that saving a million dollars for retirement, while that is specific, it's somewhat out of reach for most people, at least within the near term. That's something that most of us have to build up to over a series of years, if not a lifetime. And when it's that far out there, it's unmotivating. Few of us know what it feels like to earn a million dollars or save a million dollars within three, five, or 10 years. Is it possible? Has it happened? Do Have some of us experienced that? Yes. But most of us haven't. That seems a little bit too elusive again. But to say, I want to save $500 in an emergency savings account within the next year, that's specific and also within the realm of possibility for most of us. What does that mean? Well, kind of reverse engineering that, what that means is maybe I have to save an additional $10 each month, or maybe I need to spend $10 or fewer each week. Something that's a little bit more within the realm of possibility for most people that can be used to achieve that more attainable goal of $500 in an emergency savings account over the next year. Yeah, it kind of, I think it kind of brings it to mind this picture of when you want to get a piece of fruit out of a tree, you don't look at the piece of the fruit that's at the top of the tree, right? You start by looking at which is the one that I can get to the easiest. That's where you head to because you know that that's a, that is attainable. That's where you can reach and get that. So the same thing goes with our financial goals. Start with the ones that you can reach with a minimal effort. As we talked about at the very beginning, it's building up these habits of success over and over and over again that will allow you to then set bigger goals that are also attainable, but you've built up this track record. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Hi, I'm Louise Chernin. I am with Washington State's LGBTQ and Allied Chamber of Commerce. We are about business development, looking at everything through the eye of equality, equity, diversity, and inclusion, and investing over $600,000 a year in LGBTQ students. Join us. Check out the gsba.org. We welcome everybody. Now, the fourth point here under SMART goals is to have the goal be relevant. Relevant means that it's closely connected. Connected to what? Connected to you. So many of us 
have goals that are for or to impress other people. Say that again. So many of us have goals that are for or to impress other people. We have goals, financial goals. We have things that we want in our life. And why do we want them? We want them because we want to impress other people. Instead, focus on what's relevant to you. What is one thing that would bring you long-term happiness? This idea of bringing yourself long-term happiness becomes a, a motivator then to achieve these goals. And the whole idea of knowing what it takes for you to find this longer-term happiness, that's that whole idea of having your hopes and dreams actually come true. And we talk about or share with you some tools in the Fabulous Life Combo available on DebtFreeGuys.com that talks about how you can set those kinds of hopes and dreams that are important to you so that they become more relevant and more attainable. You know, one of the goals that seems to be relevant for and attainable for most folks is the idea of saving for retirement. We know that this is based on our work with folks in the LGBT community and surveys that we've done, that this is one of the top three most important topics for our community is this idea of saving for retirement. So if it's a relevant goal for you, do something to start making that happen. Like starting to invest in or increasing your investment in your employer-sponsored retirement plan, your 401k, your 403b, 457, whatever your employer offers, make sure that you're putting some money in there. Even if it's just 1% of your income, start putting something in there. You're actually working towards that attainable goal. If you don't have a plan like that, or if you contribute to that and want to increase your contribution, think about a Roth IRA. That will help you get to the relevant goal of feeling more comfortable about your long-term retirement. We know that so many in the LGBT community are going to retire and not have familial support. We won't have children, siblings, people like that to fall back on or, or be there for us when we need additional help. So we have to have money to be able to do that or we end up living a life that's very difficult. So pick relevant goals and start to work towards them. To get that free Fabulous Life combo, listeners can simply go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 223. They can access it there. As well as we recently published an article at debtfreeguys.com titled How to Change Your Mind to Change Your Life. We talk about some of this in a little bit more detail as well as offer ways to get the Fabulous Life combo there. Tip number five is to keep your goal time bound. So it, we might want to say, a lot of us say this, I hear this quite often, I want to earn more money. And while that's definitely a good goal, by when do you want to earn more money? I mean, do you want to earn an additional penny a year by the end of this year? Do you want to earn an additional $5,000 by 2021? Do you want to earn a million dollars by, you know, in 30 years? What, ex what exactly is the benchmark that will make this successful? Being more specific is about when you want to, about the time frame you want to achieve this is going to make it more attainable for you because it creates a sense of urgency. It gets your mind thinking about what is it I need to do? What do I need to implement to make this happen within the time frame that I've set for myself? So saying earning more money, while that's a good goal, 
it's also a little bit too elusive. Saying that you want to earn an extra $5,000 by December 21st is both specific and bound by time. So it causes you to think about what are the steps that I need to take to start earning an additional $5,000 by 2021. While that's attainable, it's a somewhat of a stretch for most people. So you've got to really think specifically, what do I need to do and how do I focus on what I need to do to make sure that happens within the time frame that I've set for myself? All right. So those are the first five and they're all kind of wrapped in this acronym of SMART, setting SMART goals, which is, uh, I will say, this is not something that we came up with. This is something that has been used in corporate America for quite a few years. And it is proven to be successful when you implement those steps. So use what is uh, available to you to make success or to uh, learn from the examples of others, right? So people are using these to become successful we should too. Our next two are kind of a little bit of a breakaway from this. So point number six here has to do with mindset, the mindset of folks who set attainable goals and achieve them. So there are basically five mindsets of people who are out there hoping that something happens. Now I say hoping because that's where this all begins, right? So if you want something, there's a desire there. And the first mindset that people have is the person who says, I wish. Now, person who says, I wish, they don't even know if it's possible. They're just dreaming about it. You know, we can find ourselves oftentimes doing this, this idea of daydreaming. We daydream about what it would be like to have $10 million or to live in this particular city or all of those kinds of things, that's where it all begins is with this wish. But it needs to go much further than that. So that's person number one. And I want you to think about where do I fall on this spectrum when it comes to my goals. The next person is the person who says, I want. Now, this person knows that they have a desire. And the the thing is, is that they also know that it's possible. I want to buy that house. I want to buy that $2 million house. Okay, you can, you know that it's possible, you have the desire. Are you going to do it? So that's the, the second person. The third person is actually the person who says, I can. And, and the person who says, I can, is the one that knows that it's possible, but possible for them. They actually know that they can do it. There is a way for them to do it. But the next person is the person who actually has the true drive to do it. And this is the person that says, I will. I know it's possible. I have created a plan and I will make it happen. They have intention, right? But that can also not be enough. The final person is the person who says, I'm doing it. I am working towards my goal. I'm working on the plan. I am doing it till it happens. And that's where, if you want to reach your goals, that's where you have to reside the majority of the time in your mindset. We can oftentimes get stuck down in the bottom of I wish and I want, and sometimes I can, and that's as far as we go with our mindset. But the further up we go on that idea of possibility and action, the more likely it is that we're going to achieve our goals. I mean, just think about it. 
when you think about all those different steps, you hear somebody saying those things, who do you think is going to achieve their goals? Is it the person that says, I wish, or I can, or I'm doing? Point number seven, and our final point is creating a plan is key to setting attainable goals. Now, we've all heard the saying before, failing to plan is planning to fail. And what we want to do here is make sure we create a plan. So while, yes, it's nice to want to have a couple million dollars for retirement, while, yes, it might be nice to want to buy that $2 million house, it might be nice to pay off all of my credit card debt, all of those are definitely great goals and they're all attainable. But unless we have a plan, unless we create a plan to actually execute on that, it's really going to go nowhere. So what should your plan include though? Well, we have learned that for most people, they set too many goals. It's not unlike our friend Paula Pant who has the saying, you can afford anything. Well, you can afford anything, but you probably can't afford everything. So you can achieve goals. We probably can't achieve everything out there that you either want or you think you want or that your friends and family think you should want. What are the one or two things that you want to achieve? Focus on the one or two things that are most important to you and create a plan around that and it's more likely that you're going to achieve that. And those goals should be focusing on the same direction. You know, we see a lot in the community of people who, who say that they want to save more, they want to invest more, they want to grow their, their own business, they want to save for retirement, they want to pay off debt, they want to save 90% of their income for a particular goal. But then they're also the same person who is out there at the clubs and they want everybody to think that they're the baller. They're the ones that are getting bottle service at the dance club. They want to be able to pay for everybody's way, buy the round of drinks and be, and be the fun and cool guy. Well, you have diametrically opposed goals there. Do you want to be the baller or do you want to be the person who saves 90% of their income so that they can achieve that bigger goal of saving for retirement or buying that house? You can't have diametrically opposed goals that are competing with each other. And then number two, as we've outlined so far, use a smart method to create or build your goals. So you want to follow the first five steps that we've outlined initially, and that is to be specific, be measurable, attainable, make sure the goal is relevant, and make sure that your goal is time-bound so you have some sort of incentive or motivation to work toward that goal. Then we want you to focus on the essential steps. Now, this is still part of step seven, but when you're creating your plan, as John mentioned, you can get caught up in having too many goals, but also you can have too many steps to achieve that goal. The Pareto principle says that 20% of your work produces 80% of the results. So why would you spend so much time on the other 80% if you know it's not going to achieve the results that you want? If you focus on that 20% that will actually produce the results, you're more likely to get the results that move you closer and closer to success. You know, the other thing you can do is to remember that you are capable. You can do more than you think you can. I think a lot of us in the LGBT community get stuck in this idea that we're not good enough, that we're not able to do things. Some of that comes from a victim mentality that we may have attached to ourselves at some point in our lives that we can't achieve. But don't underestimate what you can do. Don't underestimate how long it's going to take you. If we underestimate how much we can do and we think it's going to take too long, we will live up to those expectations. We will fill that void with that time and, and not actually achieve what we want to achieve in the time period that it's possible. And the, the other thing is that when we have a plan, 
it's important for us to have a process to assess and adjust. A plan is not set in concrete. It can always change. Just like what you focus on can change. Your essential steps can change. Your methods of making sure that your goals are smart, those can change. The goals shouldn't change, and you want to constantly be going back and taking a look to see how you can improve. So those are our seven steps to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve in life by setting ones that are attainable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway for this episode. Take a realistic look at where you want to go with your financial life and plot a course to get there one or two goals at a time. Use the SMART method to create your goal or goals, develop an I am doing this mindset, and follow through on your plan. This process was how we paid off $51,000 in credit card debt, saved up for our wedding, and created our geo-liberated lifestyle. You can do it too. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Commit, trim, lasso, automate, monitor. That's the debt lasso method, and it's helped pay off over $250,000 in credit card debt in less than two years so far. See what it'll do for you by getting your free debt lasso calculator at debtlasso.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.